So we divided the book into kind of three sections. One, which is really a historical overview, how, how have Judaism and food gone together in different times and places? And then a middle section, which explores Jewish food and culture. So questions about how food, you know, has shaped Jewish relationships with different communities and different places. And then the final section deals with ethics. Um, and that's especially tilted towards the kind of contemporary North American context and, you know, picks up issues from questions about community and farming and social justice and animal treatment and ecology uh, and takes those up in a Jewish context. Hi, and welcome to The Big Schmear, the podcast celebrating Jewish food, culture, and history. I'm the host, Beth Schenker. While searching the web uh, not too long ago for new topic ideas for my podcast, I came across what looked like a really fascinating book called Feasting and Fasting. And I thought to myself, this looks really cool. I think I have to buy this book. And it turned out I really couldn't buy the book just then because I'm into instant gratification. You know, I just, if I see the book, I want the book. And it turns out it's not available till dis- until December. So in the few minutes that came right after that rude awakening, I decided that I would try to get a hold of one of the editors from the book and talk a little bit about it so that all of you could also find out about this book. And then um, if you're interested, you'd be able to purchase it. And, you know, Hanukkah's coming, not too far down the line. It's a great gift, all that kind of stuff. So I was able to locate and chat with one of the editors from the book. And um, he's with me as my guest today. And I'm really excited about introducing him and, um, and talking about this book so you can find out more about it. My guest is Dr. Aaron Gross. He is a historian of religions at the University of San Diego, focusing on modern and contemporary Jewish thought and ethics. His work centers are on the study of animals and religion and food and religion. And I'm going to leave it at that because I know we'll find out more about Aaron as we talk about this book. Welcome and hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. Great. I'm really excited about our conversation. I think it's going to be a really fun discussion about this, what seems to be really an amazing book. Uh, I thought maybe we'd start out, before we talk about the actual content of the book, I thought maybe you could tell me a little bit about how this project came to be. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. I mean, people enter this kind of air, area of thinking about Judaism and food from, from different doors. And what happened to create this book is uh, myself kind of looking at the question of food, especially from the question of Jewish, the kind of direction of Jewish ethics and a colleague who was exploring it more from kind of a historical point of view and another colleague who was exploring it more in terms of uh, a way into Jewish culture and uh, uh, Jewish kind of community. We were having a meal together, of all things, uh, and, and over and over that meal, we realized uh, we all were teaching these things in our respective universities, uh, and that it really would be valuable to have a book we could use uh, in the classroom. Uh, and then, in you know, conversations with uh, you know a number of folks, we realized there was really a kind of wide interest in having a book that provided a lot more resources to think about uh, food and Jewish traditions. So uh, five years later, <laughs> we have the book. I was going to ask you how long it, it took, because it sounds like it's there's just so much content in there, really rich. 
that uh, it's not the kind of thing you can put together overnight at all. So I'm wondering how much or were there any changes from the start of what you thought the book was going to be to what this book really is? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There was a process here of really reaching out to, you know, individuals that, that, you know, we knew that had thought a lot about one, you know, or another aspect of uh, Jewish traditions and food, finding out what were the kind of current uh, questions and, and you know, issues that were you know pushing uh, pushing scholarship forward on this. That was one kind of piece of, of inquiry. And then the other direction of inquiry was, you know, what are kind of basic foundational pieces that haven't been done before? And, you know, in that regard, you know, we realized that though there's a, there's a ton of Jewish history, of course, and there are scholars which have written on uh, the history of Jewish food, we've never actually had, you know, Jewish studies folks who are real experts in particular historical period tell the story of the history of Jewish food. Uh, so, you know, in identifying that as, you know, a need, uh, you know, we were able to then reach out and find out that we could find a biblicist, an expert in rabbinic, an expert in the medieval period, an expert in the modern period, uh, to put those together. Um, so there were parts that were us kind of uh, wanting to fill in a gap, wanting to have, in this case, a more precise historical vision. And in other cases, you know, we were driven more by you know, the interest of the Jewish community. So in the uh, ethics section, uh, we, we discovered that one of the more interesting things going on in uh, the Jewish world today is this phenomenon of Jewish community farms, uh, which is, is something that uh, didn't exist. And now we have probably around two dozen uh, you know, around the United States. So since that was a kind of hot, interesting thing unfolding, we also wanted to cover that. Uh, so it really started with, you know, a, a kind of small group of people interested in this. And then we, you know, really reached out and you know, look towards how we could fill a number of needs. You know, you wouldn't think just off the top of your head that food could be such a, an amazing connector to all these different areas of Jewish culture, Jewish history, thinking about religion. And yet, of course, it's the, it seems like it's the most, it's the basic commonality of all of our, of what we do and how we think of ourselves, identity. And, and so even though on first, on first glance you wouldn't think, oh, how could food be that important? And it turns out it is. And it's not, it's not even just all the food we eat. Sometimes it's the food we don't eat that helps tell the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, food is one of these things where we take it for granted because we do it, you know, every day. But there really isn't, you know, a kind of major historical moment in Judaism that you can't explore through food. Uh, and, you know, it, we're a little bit in general more ready to acknowledge this in, uh, in the Jewish community and in Jewish studies. There's a way in which Jewish traditions is kind of self-conscious about the way, uh, you know, food often often defines us. In the study of religion more broadly, it's it's more unusual, but just as rich. So, you know, part of what we're, what we're doing, you know, with this book is by uh, exploring Judaism through the angle of food, we're, we're kind of illustrating how it can be you know, really a window into understanding how we make meaning in our lives. That, that's really how, how we kind of look at uh, uh, religion in, in, in religious studies. And things you, you do all the time, things you do socially, things you do uh, uh, during special times and uh, everyday times like eating, you know, really are the vehicles through which our lives become meaningful. And when you start to dig below the surface of, uh, of what we're doing, you know, you really just can learn what, whatever you put your mind towards. 
so what I'm wondering is, um, and you touched on this as you were talking just now, could you define uh, a little more succinctly the, the three areas of this book so that people have a sense of overall what's, what's contained in it? Yeah, absolutely. So we divided the book into kind of three sections. One, which is really a historical overview, how, how have Judaism and food gone together in different times and places? And then a middle section, which explores Jewish food and culture. So questions about how food you know, has shaped Jewish relationships with different communities and different places. And then the final section deals with ethics. Um, and that's especially tilted towards the kind of contemporary North American context and, you know, picks up issues from uh, questions about community and uh, farming and social justice and animal treatment and ecology uh, and takes those up in a Jewish context. And am I correct? Are there case studies in that middle section about food and culture? Yeah, that's a good way to understand it. It's kind of looking at, you know, Jewish food in a particular time and place and using it to ex- explore something about Judaism. So one of our uh, one of my co-editors Jordan Rosenblum takes a kind of uh, example of Jews and garlic uh, <laughs> and uses that in really interesting ways to explore the history of anti-Semitism, Jewish self-presentation and kind of response to it. Uh, so yeah, the middle section can be thought of as these kind of very specific little case studies, but that reveal something larger. And do you have a favorite part of the book? Is there something that stands out for you that maybe it was something you personally worked on or that there was some surprising or particularly insightful study that came out that was a surprise for you? You know, I think I am a little bit uh, uh, partial to the to the ethics section I you know I worked on. In some ways, for me, there's ways in which you know the a lot of the practical implications of thinking about this stuff come down to kind of ethical questions. And one of the you know pieces that was really quite you know exciting for me was seeing how much is going on on the ground today in you know the Jewish community around food. That, that that that's probably the thing that's kind of most exciting to me. I don't know if this is exactly asking your question. It's it's, it's the way in which the different explorations really throughout the book are indeed kind of pointing to you know questions that uh, you know are going on in uh, you know in synagogues and Jewish communities and just Jewish hearts you know today and um, the way in which these issues are really you know speaking to people uh, you know as they go about their daily lives, not just. Uh, you know, answering a question in a more philosophical register. Mm-hmm. It's really great, pardon this pun, food for thought as you're reading the book. And, and I love that you do the range of historical to contemporary, because I think that's, that's really important. As I was reading through the forward, um, there was a sentence that, that really popped out for me, and it Hasia Diner says, or writes, food provides a possible key to understanding each and every social and cultural system that has existed across time and place. And that, that's a pretty big statement. And I'm, I'm wondering how you feel about that. And do you think the book tries to and is successful at talking about some of that? 
you know, I really agree. It is, it is one of these big, big claims, but there's really no way, um, you know, to be, a, a you know, a human being in a human culture without having food, you know, profoundly shape everything. Part of, you know, what's interesting about thinking about food is, is realizing how much it shapes, you know, our lives and our kind of civilizations. So when we're talking about food, we're not just talking about this little part of our, you know, uh, day that we might spend eating. You know, we're talking about the economic and social system that produces that food. We're talking about the way in which that food signals social boundaries. Uh, we're talking about the way in which it creates jobs that are either, you know, desirable or undesirable. And the way in which that food then gets uh, kind of invested with symbolic meaning. So it becomes, you know, the, uh, the food we always eat when we visit our grandmother, or it becomes the food that is comforting when we've had a hard day. And in, in all these different ways, from the macroeconomic to the deeply personal, food is, is there for us to think with and to shape the world in a very material way. In, in, in some ways, maybe that's the crux of it, that, you know, because we have, you know, 300 million people in America, 8 billion in the world who are eating three times a day, it's simply an enormous material force. It just is a, you know, foundation in a kind of uh, hard, very factual way for our kind of economic life. It's, it's what occupies more land than anything else humans do on the planet. But then on the other hand, it's so intimate and it can be something, you know, tied to really deep ethical questions that, you know, speak to who we are or ways we form family bonds or a way we, you know, identify or disidentify with different people in our community. So because it covers that huge territory from, you know, the kind of political and economic uh, to the intensely personal, it really does become a window into just about every significant thing that, you know, occurs in a, a tradition like Judaism. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe not all of that, but some of that is what has always excited me about thinking about food, particularly Jewish food, and what led me to even be interested in doing a podcast about it. So it certainly resonates for me. Another big topic for me personally, it's important to me and, and I, I grapple with it a lot because of my podcast and that is defining what is Jewish food. And um, I have to admit that I'm like, I could go on about how I define it and, but I don't have that elevator pitch and I don't have a real set structure for how to, how to define it. And I'm wondering if you might even be able to talk about that and how you grappled with, maybe not just you personally, but how you grappled with that for examining all that you did in your book. Yeah, no, what is, what is Jewish food? It's a, uh, it's, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, we had, we had to decide whether this was a question we thought we had an answer to when we put this book together. And it's not a question, you know, I think any one person can answer, you know, authoritatively. This is partly what's so, you know, exciting about it. it it's an ongoing discussion. It's a, it's an argument. It's a debate. It's, um, uh, you know, a uh, kind of construction of a narrative. But that said, there are some, you know, things we, we can say that, that are specific. We obviously have in the Jewish tradition, a, uh, you know, since, since the beginning, a kind of claim that food uh, is important through kosher law. So there is a way in which either embracing or rejecting 
the kind of rabbinic tradition of kashrut has in part defined what Jewish food means. And I think this is true in part for a lot of us who, who may not be kosher observant, may not understand ourselves as observant Jews, but we might, you know, have a sense that food is important. Food is a moral issue. Food is something that's going to be a way I communicate with my community and my family, you know, about uh, what holidays are special, what times are special. And uh, in that way, we're, we're often following this kind of larger historical tradition seeing food as a vehicle for meaning making, even if there's been a kind of distance between, uh, you know, that practice and rabbinic law. So one way to think about Jewish food is it's human question of how we make meaning through food. But for Jews, there's a larger history we're responding to that makes it distinctive. But you could also pursue totally different directions. Uh, you know, we could look at, you know, Jewish food as less tied to, you know, Jewish religious law and, you know, more about where Jews have, you know, lived historically and as kind of a vehicle uh, into Jewish history that way. So Jewish food can mean quite different things depending on what our, what our interests are. And, you know, ultimately a given community getting together and asking themselves, what is going to be Jewish about the food we eat, you know, at our synagogue and our book group at, you know, our, mm. uh, uh, for, for, for our B'nai Mitzvah students, whatever it is, it can be a really, you know, profound activity because it, it, it is an open question, but it's not infinitely open. There's a historical dialogue you're entering when you start to think about Judaism uh, and food. I mean, maybe that's the most distinctive thing about it. The Jewish food is, is food kind of in contact with this, long history of discussion we have about what it should mean and what it means to eat ethically, what it means to eat in a way that, uh, you know, fulfills uh, this covenant that we have. It makes it a really rich topic. Yeah, it's, uh, and I think that if people are interested in any of the aspects that you were talking about, this reading section, even just reading sections of the book will, I think, give people some ideas of things to think about when they're preparing a meal or when they're talking about traditional food and holidays. And it just opens your mind to thinking about food in different ways. And that's always interesting to me. It's always fun. Yeah. One of our hopes was to, you know, really give people enough interesting anecdotes, historical information, kind of insights into what's going on in the contemporary moment that they can take that question, what, what is Jewish food for me, you know, and answer it in a more you know, rewarding and rich way. So maybe you've answered this, maybe you haven't, but I'm wondering if there was only one thing that readers would take away from this book, what would you want that to be? That the question of what we choose um, to eat, whether we're asking that as Jews uh, or as human beings, is a profound and important question one that we probably want to answer consciously instead of just, you know, by you know, sliding by. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I've loved this conversation. I wish we could keep talking about it. And it's, it's really clear that we just barely scratched the surface because there's just so, there's just so much to talk about and experience and think about when you're talking about Jewish food. And now of course I'm hungry. I'm going to have to go eat some Jewish food for dinner. I don't know what that's going to be, but it'll be something. So if people want to find the book, order the book, how would they do that? 
Yeah, so it can be pre-ordered on uh, on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. You can also pre-order it directly from uh, New York University Press. Of course, if you have a local bookstore, definitely uh, let them know you're interested. I'm sure they'll get it for you. And it should be out uh, in you know and available uh, in December. And I think we'll be able to give uh, your your viewers a discount code so that they can get thirty uh, percent off if they want to order it directly from. Uh, New York University Press. Oh, that's great. I'll put that, I will put that information on my website. That's super. And if people want to find out more about the work that you do in addition to this book project, how would they do that? Yeah. So my, uh, you know, my work on, on the question of food extends beyond the academy. So uh, I have an organization called Farm Forward, which uh, addresses the kind of ethical questions around food and a kind of general uh, secular register. And then there's also a special project of that organization called the uh, Jewish Initiative for Animals. Both of these are organizations that have websites, so you can check them out online. Uh, And that kind of points to uh, some of the practical implications of thinking about these issues that are of special concern to me. And all, all about contemporary things that you can think about now and perhaps get involved in in your own community. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really exciting, too. Aaron, I want to thank you so much for taking time to talk with me on The Big Schmear about feasting and fasting. And I'd like to wish you mazel tov, and I, I wish you much success with the book. I'm excited to read it more in depth. And happy almost Thanksgiving and, and Hanukkah to you. <laughs> Thanks so much. You too. Thank you for listening to The Big Schmear. Our recording and mix engineer is Steve Robinson. The Big Schmear theme music is performed by Cavatino Duo from their CD entitled Sephardic Journey on the CD record label. If you like The Big Schmear, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you have comments or questions I really would love to hear from you, please email me at beth at thebigschmear.com. And be sure to check out my website, thebigschmear.com, to find recipes shared by my guests. I'm Beth Schenker, the host of The Big Schmear. Thank you for listening and happy eating. <laughs>